This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 72, Identify Your Truth. Welcome back, dear friends and listeners. I'm Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and my co-host, and yes, boy, will I tell you about the dear friend that she is, Aww. Becky Proudfit. Well, thanks, pal. It's been a minute it since has. we've recorded. We just got you through the holidays. Died <laughs> from a very bad illness. Yeah, I guess you could say, forget about the holidays. There was also another delay in us. Um, you know, we took some really intentional time away from all the things, which was yeah. awesome, right? Mm-hmm. We did that over Christmas and New Year's. And then, happy 2020, I get slapped in the face with a good old dose of not wellness. You know what? And this is this was not your typical, like, ooh, she's sick. This yeah. was like, if her husband wasn't a physician, I would literally have driven her to the hospital. I'm kind of a little bit surprised you didn't. Do you do you remember the times I was here, or were you, did you, so, do you question that you were hallucinating? Because the first time I came over, literally couldn't even open her eyes. Remind like, me. It was... It was bad. Was that the time that you... Okay, so you brought dinner to my family. Yes. Probably more than once. I don't remember. A couple times. Okay, so (laughs) this is the kind of friend that she is. She not only brought like a couple different meals, maybe three, uh, 17 meals. I don't know, actually. Crew just couldn't decide what he wanted. So I was like, well, let's just make it all. And then you'll have food for (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really like forever grateful. And I remember feeling very grateful, but I remember not being able to... Speak. Yeah. Speak. Like, really? It was, <laughs> it was crazy. So I've bad. never seen someone so lethargic. It was like, you know, when you watch those movies, like old time movies, and they're like, she has a fever. And then it, she was, you know what I mean? And then the next day they either die or the fever breaks. It was, I felt like that was what I was Well, the sad with. thing is, I don't remember if I told you, I know I told David, but I remember saying to somebody, please convinced crew that I'm not going to die because he was convinced and I Aww. I know it's kind of funny to say it sweet but sweet boy my sweet he's a mama's boy he's 11 and he's my baby and his he, worst fear would be you dying oh gosh yeah. and he he was convinced that this was it like this was how I was gonna <laughs> Aww, go poor baby. and I was like somebody please because I can't fake it I can't even be like oh babe I'm fine it's gonna be yeah. fine because I was like in my you know dying mm-hmm. moments saying I'm fine it's fine honey. <laughs> I'm gonna be anyway it was bad but I just wanted to point out what holy cow talk about the test of friendship because you showed up in way more ways than just bringing dinner so thank you oh, again anytime you did you were above and beyond and I was just wondering if you could tell me now why you were kissing up to me what is it that you want well I'd like a race not just kidding no that's not a fat chance that's just what friends do and you would have done the same thing for me and probably will have to sometime in the very near future I can't wait for you to get sick so I can spoil you there you go there I said I will look forward to it no that's just what it is we talk about having a village like that's just what you do when someone's down and I'm down in a lot of ways. I haven't been down with a serious illness this year, but not yet. Hang I've been on. down emotionally. Ooh, I've been down yes, in a lot have. of other ways. And when when your people are down, you rally the wagons and you just do it. Yeah. 
And it's an honor and a pleasure. Well, you're a good example of what a friend should be. Thanks, sister. Oh, thanks. And I had I had a handful of my sister friends reach out and serve my family, and I can't even. Oh, I can't even. Can't even talk about it. All right, listen. We've got some good things to talk about. I am personally stoked about this because I always love getting into a conversation where I don't have a clue what you're gonna do. That's my favorite. <laughs> I'm glad you trust me now. Probably oh. at the beginning of this podcast, you'd have been like, oh. Well. We've gotten a lot more trusting, haven't we? And yep. speaking of the soul sisters that we are around here, I have a great review to share with you. This is from Aloha Joy 88 and it's called My Soul Sisters. Isn't Aww, that cute? Love it. All right. She says, sometimes in life, we hit a point where we need a soul sister, someone who uplifts you when you're down, cheers for you when you're almost at the finish line, but also tells you like it is in all honesty, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Becky Squared are my soul sisters. I have followed Becky H. as a fellow scrapbooker slash born documenter, but finding the podcast and being introduced to Becky P., who, by the way, is totally my spirit animal, Aww. LOL, Yay. has literally propelled me in a way I never knew I was missing. The positive and raw message behind each episode resonates so deep each week that it leaves me wanting to go out and truly conquer the world. Thank you, Becky Squared, for all you do and know you are appreciated. Love it. Holy cow. Love it. I just, I want to just go squeeze our little brains out and just tell her how much we, we love her. We need to do that. We need maybe this year. Yeah. We'll totally think about doing some like little pot live podcast recording meetups or something. We so should. We and we've done this, people. you know, we have we've done, done it here this and there. A couple, yeah. A couple of times. For smaller and, groups. Um, but yeah. So That'd it's be fun. Then we can squeeze her little brains out. Aloha maybe, Joy 88. Let's just pray she lives in Hawaii. Um, because I'm oh highly says, I'm sorry. It says love crafty lay from California. Close California enough. Is great. Yeah, I was just there. All right, listen. Let's keep going. Let's first have a word from this week's sponsor. It might seem a little early to be talking about swimsuits, but I'm going to go there. Why? Because I have procrastinated buying the perfect swimsuit in the past until hours before I needed it. I could never find what I wanted at the last minute and ended up spending way more money on multiple swimsuits I honestly didn't even feel great in. I can totally relate to that. It can be a challenge to find swimsuits that are both trendy and modest and that help me feel awesome when I am wearing them. I have learned that when you find a suit that you love, you need to seize the day so that you are prepared for any adventure. We are both in love with the amazing Rad Swim swimwear line because there's something for the whole family. I can outfit my girls, my boys, myself, and even my husband in these awesome suits. These are the first swimsuits that every member of my family has been equally thrilled about, and that makes my job as family shopper a lot easier. Rad wants you to have the chance to look for the perfect swimsuits for your family before you do any kind of last-minute dash to the store. They also want to help your dollar stretch, so you, dear listener, get 15% off any and all Rad Swim orders by using the code Becky15 at checkout. Head to radswim.com and check out their newest suits on Instagram at radswim. Go Becky. Go Becky. <laughs> I'm afraid. I have my security blankie. Um, today's episode, I really wanted to do a pep talk. Because I love a good pep talk. I love a good pep talk. I love pep talking my friends. Yeah. I love receiving pep talks from my friends. Which Do you I give pep often. talks to yourself? I try to give pep talks to myself. And okay. this actually, what we're about to go through, is actually a document that sits in the notes section um, on my phone. 
And when I hear truth or I hear a quote or I hear something that like sparks something inside of me, I write it down immediately because if I don't, I don't forget. Okay. In fact, oftentimes I did it today when I was hiking. I will just do voice to text totally in the notes section of my phone in the middle of hiking. So if you ever run into me with earpods, AirPods in, talking to myself into my phone, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm making a list of these truths because truly, in times when I'm feeling, to be quite honest, the way I'm feeling right now, it's harder to access those truths that you know that you already know to be true. And you have to remind yourself and being able to cultivate that ability within yourself, not just to be able to give these to other people, but to remind yourself of it, to be able to look back and remind yourself that is a life skill and it's a skill in self-reliance. What do you mean by hard to access? When I am in like a cycle of feeling like, oh, I'm really not enough or, or, or some of the deep, dark thoughts, like we've talked about this before. Some of my deep, dark thoughts are, um, you're not really good enough to be doing this or you don't really have anything important to say or you're dumb and you don't understand at all. Those are my deep, dark thoughts. When I get in the cycle of thinking that, it's much harder to pull myself out and to access it if I don't have it written down, if I don't have it easily put together and readily available. Are you saying that documenting could be an important thing? Could be. (laughs) Could be an important thing because there's nothing better than reading your own thoughts Mm -hmm. because it's not someone else. You you don't doubt whether or not the things you said or felt or thought are legitimate because you read and felt and thought them, right? Sometimes if someone else gives you a pep talk, you're like, okay, but really probably just trying to make me feel better. And when I read my own thoughts, I'm like, no, I am. This is true. Mm -hmm. This is really true. This is the truth. Especially when you've taken the time to write it down. Yes. And it takes you back to that moment of exactly what you were feeling in that moment. And to be honest, then you can feel the truthfulness of it. Like it's a feeling, it's a tangible. It comes right back. It comes right back. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so are we, so we're in the notes section of your phone. Really? We're going to these truths, these things I know to be true. Okay. And I will tell you going in, um, I know it's a thing to like present yourself as an authority figure, but I truly believe the best way to be an authority on anything is to, sit with the truth that like you can speak to something with authority because you go through it and because you're, you're sitting in it or because you've learned something from an experience you've had with it. Mm -hmm. And like, I needed to give myself this pep talk this morning as I was doing my traditional pre-recording hike, I was listening to things and, and thinking about, you know, the dark thoughts in my head, should I even be doing this? Like, are people even going to find this valuable? Probably not. Probably the things that I think are not that important. And I had to literally take my through, take myself through this, even just to record this episode. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I, I think that a lot of people listening right now are going to relate to that place that we do often go, or Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say often that sometimes for some people, often for other people, um, rarely for other people, but we all do relate to going to that place where you, that self doubt talk subconsciously, usually you know, usually we're not aware of it right? and we can't identify it, but we're, we're telling us ourselves these lies. It is. And, and they're lies. Yeah. And I will say this too. If you are not <coughs> feeling this, you might not be putting yourself out there enough hmm. because when I'm in a very safe, like, I know I'm good at this. I'm, you know, when I'm not stretching myself, when I'm not progressing, I don't feel this as much. It's in those times of progressing and stretching and and doing those things that those self-doubt feelings come in. And then these are the tools. These are the ninja truths to help you kick those thoughts right back to where they came from. Would it be safe to say that before you dive in and share from your notes that while you are speaking your truth 
and there will be many who benefit from the pep talk that you are sharing with them, Mm -hmm. that it would be wise and recommended that people really start identifying their own truths like you have done and writing them down as we talk about on a regular basis. Like that's kind of the point here. And it is, I believe the point with every episode that we record is we really are speaking our own truth and speaking from our, the deepest part of our hearts. We pour a lot of love into what we choose to talk about, but really that matters like not at all compared to what you yourself as a listener are doing proactively in your life to identify your own truths and to put those things into writing and into action. And I think the things I'm going to say today, you might not even feel are true Mm -hmm. or it might feel like a lie to accept them as truth because you've been telling yourself something different for so long. So some of these things I'm going to share with you, um, they're truth. Like it, there is something about eternal truth that is true, whether or not you choose to believe it. And, um, a lot of these things, I would dare say all of these things are eternal truth. Okay. The question is, um, do you believe it? Are Mm -hmm. you ready to start believing it? Because there is eternal truth. And I want to say it's okay if you don't. Totally. Like we're all going to I think that's the big myth is people are like, well, if I just say I'm awesome or I feel great about myself, then it becomes truth. No. When you, when the first time that I said like, we're good at doing the podcast. I only half believed it. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. But until you start taking those steps to implement like what actually is true in your life, you're never going to know. You never know. And sometimes taking that step forward to like implement what you think might be true when you have that feeling of something that might be true. That's how you figure it out. That's exactly how you figure it out is living. That's what it means to be living in your truth or standing in your truth. Living in your truth, standing in your truth and documenting your truth is exactly what helps you to To recognize and figure out what your truth is. Because sometimes I'll say things, we'll be having a conversation and something comes out of my mouth that I'm like just being unfiltered, like brain dumping. And I'm like, oh wait, that's true. That is true. And, and as I'm saying it, I'm proving to myself that it is actually true. That is how I feel. I love that. It's really good. Oh, I'm so okay. excited, Beck. I know. I feel like that, that beginning part may have been a little confusing. So bear with us. It's not confusing bear at all. With us. I think it's crystal clear. Well, good. Now I'm just going to tell you a fun fact before you go. Okay. No, this is really a fun fact. Okay. Okay. So we're not recording, um, yet for the next episode, but you know, you are, you are leading this content right. and I am leading the content of the next episode. Which means you don't know what I'm going to say and I don't know what you're going to say. Correct. And I, for the last 48 hours have been struggling because I'm like, I, this is so good and I, I love this, Yeah. but I, I don't know why this is not feeling like it's when I'm supposed to do this right now and I couldn't figure it out. And I'll yeah. tell you more of that story in the next episode. But what I was going to do was like literally the same thing. It was about identifying your truth, speaking it, documenting it, owning it, understanding it. So I want you to know that I am like actually really prepared. (laughs) No, I'm going to, I'm going to not even talk hardly at all. This is, this is all you, but I I just, you guys, if you ever doubt the alignment that Becky and I feel in this work that we do, uh, don't like this is in a sick hallucinating state. (laughs) We're still alive. <laughs> we really, really are. I just think it's so crazy and also not at all crazy that what you were talking about was so what I had in my paper to talk about. Oh, this is so good. Yay. Okay, go back. Go. Okay, so I want to kick this off. Um, I was reading in the New Testament. Okay. And Love John. the New Testament. Okay. And there was a scripture in there that I read 
And because I'm reading it was something that was true, I felt that like, hmm, that's interesting. I want to think about that more. And I'm going to read it to you. Okay. What's the verse? So it is 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. And it's, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And I stopped and I thought about that. And I was like, this is what they're declaring is that God is light. There's no darkness in him. Mm-hmm. Well, we also read in the scriptures that we know that we are created in the image of God. Yep. So if our spiritual DNA is that of God, then there is no darkness in us either. Mm-hmm. Then we are creatures of light and there is nothing in our DNA that is dark. There is nothing wrong with us. I think sometimes we feel like there's something wrong with us. Like we're the only ones that feel a certain way or if only, if people only knew what I really thought. There's nothing wrong with you. Your worth as an individual, as, as, a, as a creature of light, as a child of God, your worth is part of your DNA as a child of God. And you are worthy today, at, just as you are in this moment, whatever you're going through, whatever your state is, you are worthy today just in this moment. You're worthy of love and happiness. Okay, I'm going to say that again. No matter what state you're in today, You are worthy of love and happiness and you cannot do anything to add to your worth or to diminish your worth. Your worth is an eternal truth. Do you have anything you want to say? I think we can end. I think that was (laughs) the end, (laughs) right? I I don't have anything else to add. How much power is that though? That there is no darkness born inside of us. Mm -hmm. Nothing. I don't know if that's a thing that people ponder very often, right? It obviously took you off guard recently. It did. Because and you've read the New Testament before. And lots you, of times. Yeah. And so so that, I, and that's what I love about going back to the scriptures again and again and again. It's not the book that you read and then you've read it and it's done. Right. Every time you read, you pull out something that maybe you didn't notice before. It's awesome. Yeah. Right? And I love that that is what stood out to you. And that was something that you needed to feel when you needed to feel it. Mm-hmm. It was a truth that's always been there that's never changed. But it meant something to you as it hadn't before. Because it's a much more empowering thought to remember and to recognize that there is no darkness inside of us and approach personal progression in that way than it is to think, let me identify the things that are not right about me and let me fix them. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about fixing yourself. It's about remembering that there is no darkness inside of you and being able to channel all that you are into that place of light. You are saying kind of the same thing, but the way that that is framed differently, the way that it's framed based on that scripture and John Mm -hmm. is so much more empowering to me. Yeah. I don't want to look at myself and think I am broken and I need to fix myself. Sure, I'm broken in that, like... Or even, I, maybe not even broken. Maybe I'm imperfect. Yeah, like, we're well, all we all, imperfect. We better we're be. here to become imperfect. Or yeah. we're here to become perfect. There is nothing imperfect about who you are. Mm-hmm. There's there's all these things that come after that, that, you know, we get ourselves in situations or, or whatever. But at the heart of it, at the heart of who you are, it's there's nothing wrong with you and there's no darkness inside of you. Well, and that's what I'm loving about the way that that is hitting you and the way that you are framing that and understanding it, which is remembering the innate light that we have and that we are mm-hmm. and channeling that 
Because I think that recognizing that, remembering it, and then making choices, using our agency according to that knowledge is so powerful. And separating yourself from areas of darkness in your life. Um, Life, self-doubt, sorry, self-doubt, self-negative talk. Self-doubt, you know, mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're here to learn and grow, but none of those things are who we are. Right. Right? At the core of it, when you strip all that away, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing, there's nothing you can do about it because that just is who you are. Dang it. Do you know what I mean? That's such an empowering thought to it me. It is very, very empowering. And I'm going to agree with you that that is truth. Okay. The second thing I want to talk about is just like you are completely worthy of love and happiness, you were created to be happy and to thrive in this life that you've been given. Amen. Why would you say that though? Do you believe that some people don't believe that? Do you believe that there is an idea in some people's minds that that is not truth and that I we're here to be punished people, or um are constantly seeking to find happiness. Okay? Like I have to be thin and then I'll be happy. I have to work really hard to become financially successful and then I'll I'll be happy. I have to work to become this idealistic version of myself and then I'll be happy. Can't be happy until I've had children. Can't be happy until I'm married. Married until whatever, Mm -hmm. until your kids are grown and whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We were created to be happy and to thrive in this life, in every step of our life. We were created for it. It's not even something we have to learn or gain, but we were created to be happy in Agreed. every area of our life. We're not meant to wait or delay happiness until things are perfect. Because guess what? They're never going to be perfect. Ever, ever, ever. Okay? This beautiful life and this beautiful world is a gift. Mm-hmm. And we need to remember that it's a gift because the circumstances of all of our lives are imperfect. And some people might have more visual imperfections or things that they're going through, but we all have stuff. We all have stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And we need to remember that this world, the surroundings, the people and the places in our lives are a gift. They're a gift for us. And so what I like to say is this world is a gift for you and you need to go out and meet it. So what does it mean to go out and meet the world? To me? What do you think? First of all, the thought that came to mind when you asked that is gratitude. It's acknowledging what you've just said. It's acknowledging that this world is a gift. The earth, this planet where we live, the people that are in our sphere, the opportunities in front of us, these are Mm -hmm. all, we have them all. Everybody has opportunity and everyone's situation is different, but everyone does have opportunity and has this great world to call home. And so acknowledging that as a gift is increasing our gratitude and that gratitude is everything. It is literally the parent virtue of every other virtue. Agreed. So to answer your question, that's what it means to me. That's the mm-hmm. first thought that comes to mind is, um, is having gratitude. That is in essence, like the best way to show up in your life. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing that comes to my mind is not taking for granted opportunities that are right in front of us. There are a lot of people, for example, that feel a little, woe is me. I don't have friends. I'm not connecting with people, but they're not putting forth the kind of effort that would bring yeah. those kinds of connections. I'm bringing up a small example, right. but you got to, you just got to grab the bull by its horn, sister and get after the thing that you wish you had. Oh, I like that. 
grab the bull by the horns, get after the thing you wish you had. Um, that is a profound statement because I think those things you were talking about before, um, woe is me, everyone else has this and I don't, I'm not pretty enough or smart enough or everyone else is hanging out and not inviting me. Those are actually defense mechanisms. Those are actually defensive things because being vulnerable, stepping out of your comfort zone is extremely uncomfortable and it's so much easier to retreat and say, oh, no one wants me around than to actually go out and find out if people want you around, right? Going out into the world and meeting it means that you live in an open way, that you live with an open heart, that when those thoughts come into your head, no one wants me around, you, you go in and you say, well, maybe that's true and maybe that's not, and I'm going to go find out, right? Mm-hmm. It's not retreating into that place of defensiveness. And the great thing is, when you go out into the beautiful world and meet it, when you show up open and looking for opportunities to serve and looking for goodness, finding evidence of goodness, finding evidence that people want you around, finding evidence of all these things, you then become a gift to the world. But mm. until you do that, you can't become a gift to the world, right? It's this cyclical thing that the world and our life is a gift for us. And then when we can, can face that and stand in it in an open and loving way, then we become a gift for people around us and for the world. And it's this beautiful cyclical thing. Well, and I would argue that everyone is a gift to the world, whether or not they recognize it and then channel that knowledge into the way that they behave and the choices they make is Mm -hmm. another story. Totally. But, but if you're not out there meeting it, nobody knows. It's like having a, it's like having a present under your Christmas tree that stays there all year and no one, no one unwraps it. You're still a present, but is right. it being used? Nope. No. Is it is it being used in the way that it should be? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Because the next thing I want to talk about is actually um, a truth that goes that's on a um, a board in my house, and it's one of my favorite quotes. And it says, "It's a privilege of a lifetime being who you are." Ooh, say that again. It's a privilege of a lifetime being who you are. Okay. It's a privilege to be who you are. It's a privilege. Exactly how you are. Exactly how you are. It's a privilege to have the gifts and the quirks and the unique things about you. Those things are a privilege and an honor. Mm-hmm. And when we start to look at, at all the pieces of our, of our character, of our personality, of how we approach the world as privileges, we start to honor them more. And we start to celebrate them more. And we start to more effectively be able to channel it through light. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this. One of one of our kids has actually been um, struggling because they will get in the car from school and be like, oh, I did, you know, they kind of, they kind of focus on like the little negative things that they might have done or that happened throughout the day. And I always say, oh, but look at this great thing that happened or look at how amazing this is or I'm so proud of you because of this. And that child said to me just yesterday, we were talking about this in the car and he said, I really don't like to think that way because I don't, I don't want to think I'm awesome. And I was like, well, why don't you want to think you're awesome? And he said, because I don't want to become prideful. I don't want to become, um, like this person who thinks they're so great and whatever. And I thought about that for a minute because, you know, we're taught a lot that pride is a bad thing, right? But I want to. Maybe just submit to you that pride and being boastful are two very separate things. Very different. And 
it's okay to have pride about who you are. It's okay to love yourself and it's okay to think that you're amazing because God doesn't want to want you to think that you suck. When you honor who you are, when you honor that you're that being of light and, and realize that it is a privilege of a lifetime being who you are, I feel like Heavenly Father rejoices, rejoices because he's like, you're getting it. You're getting these amazing things that you are. And when you realize those things, it gives you power and you start to show up in a different way. Don't you think that sometimes this is about language? Okay. Yes. Okay. So what I'm talking about is when you're having this conversation with your child and he's expressing that he doesn't want to think that way because it's prideful. I I think that that language is huge because somebody, uh, whether you're a a teenager or a mom or a grandparent or a seven-year-old, some people wouldn't, with the exception of crew, most people (laughs) wouldn't want (laughs) to say about themselves, I am awesome because it sounds weird. That language is Mm -hmm. weird. Now, what if that language has changed and you right. you just did this and I'm glad that you circled back to the comment about yeah. light because if instead of saying, I'm awesome, you right. say, I am light. I am innately full of light. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel prideful. Right. It doesn't feel boastful, certainly. It feels empowering. Like I have a responsibility and a privilege to mm-hmm. let my light shine. That's what right. that feels like. So it feels like there's more proactivity yes. and just changing that language a little bit. And totally. so to the point of your child making that statement, right. I get it. Like I get where he's coming from with, we don't want to say, it feels uncomfortable saying. Well, it feels like we're elevating ourselves above sure. others. That's a great way to put it. Right. Yes. yes. But really that's kind of the myth though too, is because when you live your life in a way where people know that you wholly embrace and love yourself, it actually does the opposite. It gives people permission to do the same. Mm-hmm. Right? I totally agree with that. And if we're that. coming from that fear-based place of like, well, if I say that I love that about myself, someone may think that I think they're better. Like, that's a thought. That's not even fact. And and by simply showing up and loving ourselves, we actually, like I said, give people permission to do the same or cause them to think about, well, wait a minute, they love that thing about themselves and I'm that too. Wait a minute, I really do love that thing about me. Like it becomes this this different way of approaching and living. And I think you're right that language is very important because you can't just like spout the truth of like, I'm amazing, I'm amazing, I'm amazing. Even though that might be, you know, what you're what you're going towards. But it's how to express that in those little moments of like, oh, this thing happened today. But I'm actually really glad that I'm the kind of person that can handle that. I'm actually really mm-hmm. glad that that didn't make me callous. Do you know what I mean? Adding in yeah. that little bit of light and truth into it. Well, it's I just, just something we all need to be better at. Well, I think that it, just to kind of round out that thought, what's striking me right now is how important it is for each of us, our listeners and you and I, for each of us to understand that language is such a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to emphasize that is because I might find more connection in saying, I am light. I am full totally. of light. I want to let my light shine. I want my kids to see the light within themselves. I want all of us to to shine our light so that other people will feel that permission to shine their lights, blah, 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 right? right? Like that language feels so good to me. Right. The next person over might be like, like that's right. not, I don't like that. They, it doesn't it, resonate with It doesn't them, yeah. resonate with them. So if you are the type of person that needs to look in the mirror and say, you are freaking awesome yep. and you are going to conquer the day and here we go. And whatever, whatever,
whatever that language looks like. Yeah. I just want, I just want us to each honor what our own language is. Find and identify what that language is because for you it might be more pep talk and like yes. fun, quirky sense of humor, and for some of you it might be quiet and still and even more spiritually mm. based. So like whatever your language is, right? Use that language. Totally. Whatever the language is of each of your children, who, by the way, are very individual. Barry. Please don't put a blanket over all the kids if you have more than one, thinking that everyone's language is the same. Uh-huh. But help them to identify what that language is in themselves as well, so that we can all essentially... You want to nurture the truth. Yes. You want that truth to take hold, and then you want to help them ask them questions to nurture how they feel about that truth, and then encourage them to verbally express how they feel about that truth. Mm. Right? And that's where I love where the different language comes in. Mm-hmm. Our next thing that I want to cover... And this is something I say to myself all the time, all the live long day. I can't wait. Um, Do you say it to me too? I don't know if we even have to say it anymore because it's such a part of like both of our, both of our things. Okay. Stuff comes up in your life. Like this life is not perfect and there's challenges and bumps in the road. Some we bring on ourselves. Some happen to us. There are totally (laughs) things that happen out of our control that happen to us. We have situations with our kids. I don't know about you guys raising my kids into now like young adulthood is the biggest challenge in my life. And I say challenge, not like, Ooh, trial. I mean, like it has stretched me further than anything I've ever done. I'm going to add something. Yeah. Greatest challenge and greatest privilege. Greatest privilege. Absolutely. And I'm learning from my kids. Mm -hmm. That's why it's such an honor is I'm totally learning from them. But oftentimes that ugly little voice in my head tells me I am not equipped. I am just not equipped. In fact, the ugly, ugliest thought that has come into my head in motherhood is they would probably be better off if someone else was their mom. You've really thought that. I've totally really thought that. I thought, I've thought that when they were little mm-hmm. and I felt like I was going to lose my mind. I've thought that these are, I'm literally like bearing my soul, sharing with you the deepest, darkest thoughts in my, in my mind, right? As, as you guys are listening, if you relate to what Becky's saying, quietly nod to yourself. Like, do you feel what she's saying? Cause not everybody does. Not everybody may have felt that way. They may have felt it in, in some other area of their life, but because you brought it up, you are giving someone else permission to recognize that they also have had that dark thought. Right. Right? So it's okay. These dark thoughts are going to happen. They're normal and they're nothing to be afraid of. Right. Just because I think something does not make it true. Mm -hmm. Just because there's a self-doubt or negative thought, it does not mean it's true. Right? And, okay, so I think these things and the thing that I tell myself is you are perfectly suited to rise to meet the challenges that face, that face you. I have all the skills. I have all the characteristics, all the strength, all the resources I need to meet every challenge that is in my path. It's all there, but the trick is realizing it and then unleashing it. Dude, that it's is all there. seriously empowering. And, and it's are, true. I just, it's, oh, it's another rushing amen over here. It's, it's totally true. And you, whatever trial you're dealing with, whether it's something that you've brought on yourself, whether it's something that's happening to you, whether it's somebody else, somebody else's bad choices affecting your life, you were foreordained and equipped with every single thing you needed to get through this challenge. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels like you're not making it through. But the fact that you are present and alive in your challenge means that you are making it through. Yeah. 
your very existence means that you are doing it and you are capable of enduring and coming through things that you might not have thought you could. I'm telling you, sister, you can. You can do this. And you have been doing it. And you have been doing it. You're still here. Yes, you have been doing it. You have been doing it. You are completely equipped. The way that you've been doing it hasn't necessarily looked like the way that you think it's supposed to look or the way it looks with someone else and how they're navigating through their challenges. Stop comparing. Mm Mm-hmm. And stop being so hard on yourself and the way that you are accomplishing things in life and just honor that you are doing it. I love that, Becky. I totally agree. We are completely equipped for with everything that we could ever need to meet the challenges and rise and show up in our life. All right. Mm. This next one girl is another one that I have to talk myself through all the time. Okay. Um, we talk about vulnerability a lot and you guys know that we're both very much in love with Brene Brown and her work on vulnerability and her research on vulnerability and wholehearted living. Um, the closer I'm going to share this truth. And this actually comes from our friend, Macy Robison, who we love dearly so much. She did an episode of the podcast with us and she also actually, um, is a business coach, Mm -hmm. um, and is a wonderful business coach I have worked with. I, I just adore her. Um, She says to us that the closer, you know, we all have a purpose, right? We all have roles and assignments and things that only we can accomplish. That's another truth that there are things that only we can do. There are people only I can touch on this earth. There are people only you can touch on this earth. There are things that we have to do, right? There are things and jobs and assignments placed in front of us every day that only we can accomplish. Um, Macy said to me one time as I think we were like six months into the podcast and I was like, man, there's just some weird stuff happening in my personal life and I'm trying to remain open hearted and work through this and kind of not let my defensive thoughts come in. That's something I'm really fighting off all the time is not letting those knee jerk defensive thoughts that are meant to protect me come in. Um, And she said that the closer you come to fulfilling your purpose and the more aligned you become with your purpose you are going to repel more people Mm. and I was like Mm. what that that feels wrong like why the closer I come to my purpose and like living openly and wholeheartedly why would that repel people and she said it's like a magnet she said the closer you're in alignment with your purpose you will attract people that need what you have And you will repel people who, for whatever reasons in their own personal situations, um, are going to vehemently be repelled by you. And once I wrapped my brain around that, that part of showing up in my life meant that I was going to upset people and that I was going to repel people, it gave me permission to be okay with it. And it gave me permission to not take ownership over it. And I think that's what I was doing and what I still do and what I still have to talk myself off the ledge of all the time as Becky nods her head. Yes. Big nodding. She's she's talked me through this so many times is not taking ownership of other people's opinions. Okay. Say that again for somebody who needs to hear it again. You cannot take ownership over someone else's opinion of you of what you're doing, of how you're living your life. I'm going to tell you, sister, I know it hurts. And I know that other people's opinions hurt. They cut. 
preach. I get it. It really we get it. Sucks. We, we do. We both understand that feeling. Yes, that because is, we are humans. Very we have a heart, and it's real. Like when we feel the sting of other uh, of other people's opinions, thoughts, expressions, perceptions, et cetera, et cetera. That we're no one's here pretending like that doesn't just affect you. And can I just suggest that the sting of other people's opinions is actually a good thing. It means that you're open, that you're showing up. If you were closed off, it probably wouldn't sting that much, right? But the fact that people have an opinion and that it's stinging, like that might be a good thing. It might, it might be evidence that you are in fact showing up in your life in vulnerability. Please note that that is different than having the attitude of screw everybody, no one matters, right? I don't care what anyone thinks, and taking it with that tone, right? That's very different because I think that's where we go when we become defensive about it. Is like it's me versus the world. I'm mm-hmm. going to stand in my truth and do me. Absolutely not. Like you can stand in your truth, but if you're repelling everyone around you, I would maybe take a look at like. Are you being yeah. a little defensive and having <laughs> that might be challenges? a good time to just look right. inside if everybody is right. on the other side of that magnet. Right. If, <laughs> if it's a little more repelling and there's none attracting, maybe look if you are actually being closed off in a different way and taking it to the extreme yeah. of like me versus the world. Yeah. No, like we talk about this all the time. Our spheres of influence and the people that are placed in our life are placed there as gifts to us to help us to grow, to help serve us, to help us to, to become in, the, in this is a beautiful thing we we do together one of our favorite quotes is a high tide raises all ships right and that's exactly what we're talking about here but don't make other people's opinions your business you know why it's so important that we open our mouths and speak the truths that we find because back when you first got that nugget of wisdom from macy Mm -hmm. and of course we talk a lot as friends all the time and when you shared that with me, it didn't take me half a second to feel the truth in that. Right. And as you know, because again, we've talked about this a lot, ever since those words came out of you from Macy's mouth into your head, and then you spoke it to me, and then now here we're sharing yeah. this with more people, that has become such a pivotal way of thinking in my own life, especially professionally, personally for sure, but professionally yeah. because of all the things that I have been going through with my brand identity and what that, you know, perception and things like that. The, the truth that is what you just spoke has tremendously not only helped me, but blessed me. And because I have then been speaking about it, just as you have, like we both have brought that up. So again, go, go back to Macy and go back to whoever shared that with Macy. And this is why it's important to open our mouths and share it because now everyone else who feels the truth in that Mm -hmm. is going to let that marinate Right. And then they're going to make that their truth. And then we're all going to live, a li- we're going to rise up together. That's yes. the high tides raise, rise, raises all ships that you're talking about. That's why it's important that we open our mouth and share these truths with other people because we bless each other and we bless our own lives tremendously when we identify what those truths are and speak them, and share when we, them. When we internalize them. And that's kind of, I love, that's kind of like a great bow on the episode, although we're not done, there's a few more, but is really, that's the point of this, right? Mm. Is as we, as we share this information, as we speak truth, as we live truth, as we internalize it and then live it and speak it to other people, it really does become like this beautiful, wonderful community and tribe of people. 
Which it is. All right, are you ready? Mm, keep, we're going. We're going back going. to the freak flag. Okay. Oh, pff, love the freak, freak flag. flag from episode one. Yep. We're going back to that Michael Goodman quote where he says he doesn't understand why women don't let people see who they are. Right? Because when we're trying to live someone else's view of who we are perceiving they think we should be or who we think we should be, instead of who we are, we project an image. And you might be feeling disconnected in your life because you're projecting an image. Because people might be attracted to that image, but then you may have friendship and activity and all these things, yet you're feeling still no one understands you. You're still feeling isolated despite people and relationships around you. Um, When we let people see who we actually are, the people that are drawn to our soul, the magnets that will be attracted to us, um, will be able to find us. If we are living in the image or living in who we think we should be or who we're trying to be or or whatever that is, that idealized version that we like to like to project on ourselves, people are attracted to that. I totally and agree. The people that need you can't find you because mm. they can't see you. Mm. Okay. So he says, and it's one of our favorite things of the podcast, let your freak flag fly. <laughs> totally. Let it fly. Let people see who you are because you are not darkness. They're not, there's nothing wrong with you. You're light and people need to see that so that your people, your tribe can find you. One of the things I write about a ton that I get the most engagement as I'm looking at backend analytics is there are a lot of women who have no idea how to create adult relationships Hmm. or who are not feeling fulfilled from their friendships. We talk about like soul sisterhood and there's a lot of women who are feeling like, why don't I have that? What's wrong with me? Why don't I have that? There's nothing wrong with you. Go back to point number one. Go back to whatever that right? was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. Your people are out there. The people that need you are out there. Are you letting them see you? Are you letting them see you? Can they find you? Can they find you? Yeah. Ask yourself that. Can your people find you? So let me share an example of a freak flag that I just waved in the air. Ooh. Waving a little high. freak. <laughs> Tell me. It feels so incredibly liberating and exciting to let your freak flag fly. And I'm telling you that from truly from personal experience because it's a flying a little bit more than it ever has, right? Mm-hmm. And and because of this magnet uh, analogy and the understanding right. that the closer I come to my purpose, the more I will not only attract those who need whatever it is that I have to offer in right. the way that I do it, but I will also repel those who need to find that kind of inspiration in another way. Right. And, um, you know, we have this newsletter that is, it's my newsletter. I've been doing it for 10 years and I pretty much write about or share whatever 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 you want <laughs> yeah whatever you're feeling yeah, and sometimes we're promoting yeah. something or selling something and sometimes it's just a piece of my heart and because of that truth that we just finished talking about I really wanted to communicate that and and the freak flag was the moment that I actually put it in writing and published it and sent it to tens of thousands of people and said I'm not only not for everybody but I don't want to be and that's a freak flag to me because to totally. me, that is not the language that I would have used two years ago. Right. It's just not because I was trying to be for everybody. I was trying to be applicable for everyone. I was trying to be everyone's cup of tea because I felt like everything that I had to offer was somehow going to be for everybody. And so my freak flag moment was actually putting that into words and stating it and saying, I'm not for everyone and I know it and I don't want to 
to be for right. everyone. And Becky, it felt so good to put that in writing and to mm. proclaim it because I know that I repelled people. I mean, I actually don't know, no, because I haven't right. heard from the those who were I repelled. Mean, just, we've just <laughs> heard from a few. It's like, <laughs> no, I mean, I haven't. I haven't. Right. But if but if there were people that were repelled by that, that's exactly how it's supposed to be. And of course, right. I'm not coming from a vindictive place of like, oh, I you hope. don't like me. You can just yeah. go home. Just go show no. it. No, like I just I just want to only be who I am for people who need what I have to offer. That's it. I don't want to be for everybody. That's way too much pressure for every one of us. If you're listening and you're feeling like you are trying to appease a lot of people in whatever mm-hmm. your situation, whether it's in your home or in your business or in your volunteer work or your friendships or whatever, you are not supposed to be for everybody. You've got a smirk on your face, sister. Because literally... My next truth is... Here we go. You cannot be everything to everyone. Why are we so alive? I know. (laughs) You cannot be. It's not even that you you can't be be. because you suck. You can't be because it's impossible. And it's not supposed to be that way. Also, I'm going to add that even your people, even your tribe, you cannot be everything to people. Mm -hmm. You can't be everything to your spouse. I know that's a very romantic notion of... Oh, they're just everything. And I, that's not true. Your spouse can't be everything for you. That's too much pressure too. It's way too much pressure and it's not possible. And it's not fair. And it's not fair. It's not fair for you to think that about another person or yourself. So now stop that. I'm going to add another level to this. Okay. So you can't be everything to your spouse. Okay. Are you ready? This is, you can't be everything for your children. Okay. Going back to my little Taylor Proudfit wisdom, their failures are not because of you. Mm-hmm. Their successes are also not because of you. There are things your children need to learn that you cannot teach them. Yeah. yeah. You are the perfect parent for your children, but that does not mean that every single thing they're going to learn and experience is because of you. Mm-hmm. And that is both a scary and empowering thought at the same time because you can be an imperfect parent and raise wonderful kids. It's not all on you. It's not. And I find this the older my kids get. My job is to take the light and and the things Heavenly Father created me to be and bring that in an open and loving and aligned way in every relationship. And of course, my most important thing you know I'm doing with my days is is being a mom to my beautiful kids but there is not enough that I can do and there's not too little that I can do that's going to that's going to ruin their lives or that's going to I cannot the point is I cannot take ownership I cannot take on myself that my actions are the sole factor in their success Mm -hmm. does that make sense it does and I think that we have a choice at this point as we accept that truth um to be scared of it or be empowered by it. And if you need yours to be an and and feel both, because Becky, I think I you, am totally you, an and. You're in, the, you're in the both camp. I wish mm-hmm. in my overprotective smother way, I wish that I had the formula to prevent my kids from feeling pain, to prevent them from going through things, to prevent them from... The, the discomfort that comes with growth. I wish that there was a parenting book that you could buy that says, if you do this, 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 and this, bingo, 
that's not true. And I think sometimes we search, we search, we information and gathering information and becoming the best version of yourself and learning how to utilize all that you are and bringing that, that is what we should be doing. But there is no secret formula. You cannot be everything to your kids. You just can't. And it's okay. It's awesome. And it's good. It's It's awesome. awesome. Because it takes the pressure off of you feeling like your, my kid is messing up or Mm -hmm. my kid's doing something and that's my fault. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. Things happen that aren't your fault because you're not everything to anyone. And that's a good thing. That's a really, really, really good thing. That's I feel a lot. so much better. I know, but that's a lot. You're, you may need to go back and listen to that a few times. Okay. But really, but it can't be everything to anyone. It's true. Okay. And that's a really, really good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The last, well, second to last okay. thing at truth I want to share is one that came from my sweet friend, Natalie Norton, who I love so much. Um, we were at Alt Summit last year, which is this conference of creative geniuses who at the time I was, was very intimidated being there because I thought these women like Joanna Gaines was there for Pete's sake. I mean, come on now. Like there's some amazing, wonderful, inspired, just powerhouse people there. And I was very intimidated because I actually, um, Becky and I were called in last minute to run kind of a question and answer thing. Like a help desk. A help desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. A help desk. All about podcasting. About podcasting. Mm -hmm. So we were the podcast experts Mm -hmm. in charge of this help desk. And we were probably, it was in March. So, you know, we were five, six Six months months. into our podcast. Uh And yes, we know the analytics and the numbers of our podcast. And we knew that they were very strong and we knew it was resonating with people. And, um, we'd learned some good lessons, but we were, we were interviewing Natalie and it was before the help desk. And, and I said, what if someone comes by and realizes we're not experts? Because I was like feeling a little imposter syndrome. Like I feel a little guilty saying I'm a podcasting expert when I'm six months into this and yeah, we're doing well, but like, and Natalie shut me down so hard. Do you remember what she <laughs> yes, said? I remember. She said, nobody's going to tell you that you're an expert. You're an expert when you decide to become an expert. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. And it's one of those truths that I was like, I'm going to need to chew on that for a while and see if I think that's true. And then I thought, well, why don't I think I'm an expert? We've started a very successful podcast. We figured out systems that work for us. We've figured out monetization. We've done all these things. And I was like, wait a minute. Heck, we're podcasting experts. And that was so weird to say. Mm-hmm. Like it was so weird and it felt like a half truth. It just felt so new. It, it just felt, felt like new we and it felt like we weren't to that point yet. I don't, no one has told me I'm an expert yet. Right. I need to wait until someone calls me an expert. Right. Right. Wait, right. Uh-huh. Okay. Nobody is going to call you anything. Nobody is going to decide that you're, I wish there was an excellent mom committee that came around putting stickers on our doors <laughs> when you'd reach the level of excellent mother mm. or wonderful wife or exceptional friend. Those people don't exist. There's no sticker committee and gold chart committee that like comes around and tells you when you have arrived. And this is a big myth. People wait until they've arrived. I know people that own million dollar plus businesses who would not say that they've arrived, right? Nobody is going to tell you you're an expert. Nobody is going to tell you or can convince you that you're an amazing mom. You're going to start to feel those things 
when you decide, when you decide that you are those things. Mm-hmm. So I ask you, Becky, do you think you're an amazing mom? I do. So I think I am the mom. I am the perfect mom for my children, and I and I give it my best, and that you is absolutely enough. Absolutely, do it is enough, mm-hmm. and that that when you give it all that you have, when you bring every piece of who you are, the light filled creature you are, it's enough. And you become an expert. So if you need someone to tell you. We're telling you. You're an amazing woman. You're an amazing mom. You're an amazing friend. And you are exactly who you need to be. And you don't need to wait for someone to tell you that. You can do that all on your own. Okay? (sighs) All right. We're going to end. We're going to end talking about Satan. Oh. As. (laughs) I was hoping you were going to bring him up. As we do. Okay? Um, Fear is not from God. Nope. The emotion of fear is not a God-given emotion. Not even a little bit. When we are afraid, that is that is a tool of self-doubt cast from Satan, okay? And I I hate I hate to even like the the reason I say his name is because sometimes I feel like we treat Satan like he's Lord Voldemort, okay? Like in Harry Potter, when they're talking about Voldemort for the first five or six books, they say he must not be named. And they don't want to glorify him or say his name because it makes him more real. Hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you folks, he's real. And his name's Satan. And he wants you to be miserable. And most often, that misery that he wants you to feel is going to come in the form of shame. In the form of, I'm not enough. I'm ashamed of who I am. And, and shame quickly turns to blame. When you take shame to an anger place, it's everyone else's fault. If they had done that, then. If my husband loved me better, if, if I was, you know, that shame-blame game is very a very, very interesting um, topic that actually Jody Moore covered in her podcast a few weeks ago. I highly recommend you go listen to it. We'll link but to that in the show notes. We will. It's mm-hmm. an exceptional episode. Satan wants you to be miserable. He wants you to feel like you're not enough, and he wants you more than that. To constantly live in a fear, in a fear-based state that you are not enough. Because it's really the fear of not being enough that really gets us and keeps us stuck. Okay? Lies. Yeah, and that's where he likes to go the most. If he can affect our sense of identity through shame. Yes. And really help us to forget who we are. Mm -hmm. He's like his favorite job is is making sure or trying to get us to forget about our innate light. Right. Like full circle back to the beginning of where you started with all this. So That's the truth, right? So the truth is, Heavenly Father is is complete light, and there's no darkness in Him. Mm-hmm. Which means, as us as children of God being created in His image, we also have no darkness in us. Satan is going to try to convince us of the lie that there is darkness within us, that we are we are should be ashamed of who we are, that we are not enough, and we never can be enough. Lies, you guys, these are lies. And you have to call a lie. When you see a lie, it is just as important to identify lies as it is to identify truth. Mm. When I have those self-doubt feelings, I am very good at, at saying, that is a lie. I know that is not true. And I call it out right as soon as I have it. When you're feeling self-doubt thoughts, when you're feeling like you're not enough, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's not he who must not be named. It's a lie. From Satan, call it what it is. Don't be afraid of it. And then use that, use that attention to propel you into knowing that if he's paying attention, you're on the right track. 
right? It happens all the time. Totally. Those areas of your life where you're feeling the most opposition, um, oftentimes those things are demonstrating to you also of the right things that you're doing, of the goodness that you're doing. It's demonstrating to you of your strength and of your light and of your resilience. So let Satan and let discouragement play that role in your life of testifying of your resilience and goodness and not take you to a place of shame. Mm. Okay? Guys, you, you have to repeat this one. Last truth. You have to listen back to this. Okay, last I'm going to listen back because I'm telling you, I'm giving... <laughs> I'm giving you the pep talk I give myself. <laughs> and now it's not in my notes and I can listen to it. I know. So much easier. And I'm very hike. excited. <laughs> okay. The last truth is you are in complete control of your life. I don't know the individual circumstances of your life or what your day-to-day is or the things you're dealing with. And this truth remains true. You are in complete control of your life. You are in complete control of your emotions and you are completely in control of of what comes next because there is no prescribed program. There is no, well, I have to do this because this, this is what I should do. You're in complete control of what comes next. When we were at the Jody Moore, she had a live event and Becky and I were there and she had, she said, tell me one of your, uh, you know, pipe dreams. And someone said, I want to make a million dollars. And she said, okay, so let's just say you're going to make a million dollars in the next 30 days. What are you going to do to achieve that? And they said, well, I, there's no way I can make a million dollars. And Jody said, really? Is there no way that you can make a million dollars? Or should you start thinking about ways that you can make that happen? Right? Not, not even, you could sell your house. You could, you could sell everything you own and win the lottery. Like there's a hundred different solutions to the problem of, I want to make a million dollars in 30 days. It's mm-hmm. about looking for those solutions. Mm-hmm. It's about creating that and, and making that a reality in your life right? I'm not saying you should make a million dollars in 30 days. I'm saying that when we get in that thought cycle of, I can't, I have no options, takes us to that place of shame and being stuck. You, my friend, are in complete control. You have agency, you have options, and you have all the things that you need to make educated and great choices in your life to align yourself more with your purpose. You're in control. We talked about this in autonomy episode. You have the big girl pants. You have the big girl pants. And that's such great news because you don't have to rely on anyone else for your happiness. You don't have to rely on anyone else for your success. And you don't have to rely on anyone else to tell you when you are worthy because you are in control and you know those things. And if you don't, put it back on repeat. Listen again. <laughs> Listen again until you believe it. Right. I have some really wise words from someone Ooh. that we both love that is perfectly oh, it's so perfect. It We're gonna nestle this in as one of our rounding thoughts and goes along perfectly with that truth, Becky, that you just spoke about us being completely in control of our lives. Russell M. Nelson said, The joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. Ooh. So that is the control that we have. The gift of agency is one of the greatest gifts that we've been given. So stuff will happen. Challenges will slap us down and smush our face in the mud. Mm-hmm. That's a circumstance. So right. are we focused on the circumstances or are we focused instead 
um, or I'm sorry, are, yeah, are, are we instead focused on the focus? Like where are we focusing? Where from, we have control yes, within our circumstances. Which, you know, circling back to something that I was mentioning earlier, my focus is a choice all the time to be grateful. Mm. So there's a lot of crap that goes down in everybody's lives. Yeah. I'm no exception. But if I am better focused on having gratitude through the challenges, I'm not glossing things over. I'm not pretending like nothing's wrong. Right. I'm not trying to paint a picture of rainbows and lollipops and unicorns. Right. Live in a... But I can be in a state universe. of yeah. gratitude, right? right? And so that to me is when you speak of having control of my life, that is like my favorite way to have control of my life yeah. is to be intentional about my focus instead of the circumstances. Oh, I love that because we all have circumstances. Oh, heck to the yes. And you know what our most common circumstance with all of us is? Tell me that there is no darkness in us, mm. that we are worthy, that we are enough. That is our common circumstance because that is eternal truth. I see you fury. Are you, do you have something else to add? I just Rebecca? love how you tied a bow. <laughs> I just really, really love how you rounded that out and brought it full, full circle. That's how I feel. Man, this is good. This is good. And it's one that I'm going to listen to on repeat. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Now I have good news for you. Remember yeah. how I was feeling super aligned? Was yes. there anything else? Are no, you good? That's it. The end. The end. Do you remember how I said I was going to, or how aligned my thoughts mm-hmm. were? I now get it. God is so awesome. God is good. <laughs> he is so cool. The way that he like just inserts himself line upon line literally line upon line because why was I struggling why was I I had this great topic and now I get it because everything that you shared that was so aligned with what I wanted to share needed to be shared in this way which is so much more about identifying your truth and so I'm here to tell you that in a few episodes not the next one but you know just give me a minute now to twist a few things I'm going to do a part two to what we just did. Ooh, I love the part one, part two. And I already know the name of it. Ooh, yay. Document your truth. Ooh, We're going to break it down and talk about what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And as you have, so spend some time now identifying your truths, and we're going to talk about documenting your truth. Love it. I am so thankful for you. And I'm the, thankful the for you. And the thought and the prayer and the energy that you put into articulating these truths that no doubt in my mind are exactly what a lot of people needed to hear. Maybe not all of it resonated with everybody, right? And that's okay. It's No, it's better than okay. Right? It's not supposed to. We're not for everybody. But if you stayed this long and you are here at the end of this episode and you're feeling like something spoke to you, it's because you were supposed to hear this. Well, and I love that we're going to continue down this path because yeah. I feel like we kind of tipped the iceberg. So I'm really excited to hear your, um, the your follow how up. to the follow mm-hmm. up of like exactly what to do next. Oh guys, this is so good. Friends, thank you so much for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings. We'll talk about that in a minute, right? That you're feeling and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys.
Oh, I'm so excited to get back to work. I know. Do you want to find um, you a, a review? I miss you too. Sure. Want to find a review or two? Sure. I just also I can just I even tell you? I don't. I don't sound good. I don't sound rich and yummy. Can you just talk? <sighs> sure. Yeah. I sound rich and yummy. You are. Turn up your gain a little bit. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling like a human today. Ooh. Interesting. Maybe maybe there's Usually just... we're at nooners on the gain. Huh. Yeah, that is weird. This but actually sounds a lot better. Maybe so Maybe you're just needing, you know, a little extra zhuzh today. There's my zhuzh. Why? I sound good. Feed. Okay. Thank you. I'm an idiot. <laughs>